Welcome to the Start Up to Something podcast. I'm Mark. And I'm Matt. This is our weekly update where we share the ups and downs of building and growing our bootstrapped online businesses. And sometimes we ramble on about tech. Hey, Matt, how's it going? Yeah, really great. How are you doing, man? Good, good. Awesome. Did you have a nice Thanksgiving? I did. It was mainly uh, composed of turkey, wine, and Squid Game. <laughs> oh, I heard about Squid Game. I didn't Squid actually Game. see it yet. Yeah, it's. Um, it, there's just something so fun about saying Squid Game. I think that's the best part of the show. I mean, it's a good show, but Squid <laughs> Game is just an excellent name in general. So yeah, we had a. It was a really nice, relaxing weekend. I, I we had Monday off here in Canada. I took the Monday. We. I just didn't do much over the weekend, so it was uh, it was really relaxing. It's really nice. It's kind of hard to come back today. <laughs> it, it was just your wife and you, right? So uh, yeah, it's just my wife and I. And uh, on we had a dinner on Saturday. We had some oh. friends over, and everybody okay. brought something, and we had to do a little potluck. Oh, nice! Yeah, it was really nice. It was like the first gathering that I've really been at, like since COVID really began. So okay. it was a good test of my of my boundary. <laughs> <laughs> Did you wash your hands like frantically every five minutes? Yeah. Oh yes, absolutely. <laughs> no, it was. It, it's just funny to like see people, and you know, even to like shake people's hands is still something that people aren't really doing. Yeah. It's really the awkward wave, or <laughs> it's always or, it, it's always that awkward like pause. Like, do yeah. you shake hands anymore, or do, yeah. <laughs> do you still hug? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's it's real interesting. Like that. T- like uh, all of a sudden the touch barrier is reintroduced. Yeah. So now it's like, oh, but we do, we used to touch, but now we don't, but maybe we do. Like, <laughs> how yeah, exactly. do you feel about it? It's it's very interesting. It's uh, Actually, let me back that up. It fucking sucks. I, I really don't. I dislike this new world we're in, but... Yeah. Um, I'm, al- I'm already very socially awkward, so like, <laughs> this adds an even, even harder barrier. Like, <laughs> do we hug or not? Or do we shake hands? Or... <laughs> mm. Yet another, yeah, oh my god, another uh, confusing labyrinth to navigate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, we, we, this is the first Thanksgiving we had, like, in two years. Mm-hmm. So we actually went to my my wife's side of the family. Like, okay. we always get get together. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't as big of a gathering as it usually is, but still, sure. we were still enough people to, mm-hmm. that it, it felt almost back to normal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it, it was a very normal event, for sure. Yeah, it was, and it was great. Great weather, and we were up yeah. north, so all the leaves are have turned, and mm. we went hiking with the dog. Awesome. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, we, we got out on Monday. Well, I did the mountain on Monday. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, really, it's really funny how even going north an hour really changes the foliage. Like yeah. it's so much more colorful there than it is in the city. Yeah, no, it's nothing compared to up north right now. Like mm-hmm. up north, it's actually past the peak. Like now, the leaves have actually started falling. Okay. Like here, there's a lot of trees are still green. Yeah, there's. It's very green still. Yeah. I used to live on the ninth floor of this building, and it was the tallest building around it. And we had this beautiful view of the mountain. So in the fall, we could really see. Uh, you get a really great picture of the leaves changing uh, constantly over time. It's really interesting. Yeah, it's 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 kind of weird when you think about it, right? 
isn't it if fucked like, up? If you, <laughs> you know, if I told someone, you know, like an alien, like, hmm. you know, oh, like there's this special forest somewhere on Earth where for a few weeks, all the leaves turn red. Hmm. <laughs> it's like, it's like, that is weird. Yeah. yeah. It's funny too to think like, it's not really the temperature that causes it either. It's the, it's the amount of daylight. Yeah. So yeah, otherwise, how was your week? I had a great week. Um, hit a major milestone on Friday. Uh, and I, I sent you the, the, the text message in celebration. Yeah. On Friday, on Friday evening, I, uh, I accomplished my dev goal, finally, of being able to take that internal API and a snapshot of the CMS and build a rendered version of, uh, of, of Webflow page, um, the way Webflow would create it. So it's a very simple one uh, with my bullshit tiny example of, of a t-shirt store that you've now seen. <laughs> um, it's really beautiful. It's like, <laughs> there's a lot of purple. Don't quit your day job. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> so, <laughs> but that was really cool because it, it was finally like, you know, it took me quite a while to do this, but I finally got it. So now I'm, now I feel very good of, about you know, the actual technical aspect of this. So now I'm you know, wiping my hands of that and it's just customer interviewing time. So this morning um, I kind of made a list of, of things that I need to do. Um, so I kind of have like three parallel things that I'm working on. Um, one is going out and finding people to interview. You know, that, that's kind of the first and foremost. Um, second of all is I am uh, rereading like the first two thirds of the mom test. I, I'm I'm like almost done. I throw another like 45 minutes at it and I'll be through. That book is so useful and short. Um, but yeah, reading that book and then assembling the interview questions that I'm going to ask. So I need to start. Uh, well, I'm I've already begun thinking through. You know, what are the major questions that I need to ask people as jumping off points to then begin um, understanding what they uh, how they operate today. Um, the other thing that I want to do that I've never done before is I really want to record the interviews um, because I don't want to spend my time taking notes. I want to engage with the person. So I'd much rather just record the interview and, and figure that out. So I might need to get some software that will help me with that or I, I don't know. I don't use Zoom, but Zoom does recording. So maybe that's something that I'll do. Yeah, I've used um, OBS. Yeah, that's a thing streamers use, I think. Yeah, exactly. So yeah you can use it to stream but uh but you could also use it just to record hmm. and it allows you to you know to, you could be recording multiple windows at the same time or okay does it record your desktop it, you, yeah you could tell it what to record okay so okay. you could you so you could record you know your input uh record the output that com that's coming out of the browser so okay. the other person talking nice okay and, and record you could record the video also if you wanted to, but you don't okay. even have to. You could just record your audio input and their audio output. Okay. Yeah, that's that would be perfect. That's yeah, pretty simple. Okay, cool. I'll uh, I'll take a look at that. Um, yeah. So that so now that I've kind of got that rigged up, um, I you know I have goals for how many people I'd like to interview, but um, at this point I'm looking to interview anybody who will talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> With a sufficiently large CMS usage, um, right? And uh, and then trying, yeah. I want to take that information, kind of distill it, and then uh, you know figure out if this is something that I can start charging for immediately. Um, so thinking it through, 
now that I know I can, now that I have a sense that I can automate it, at the very least, what I can begin doing is saying to people like, all right, I will take what you've done right now and I will, te- I will just manually templatize their stuff, which is you know, not that difficult to do if you do it manually. Um, so I will take that and do that. And then I just need a way of, you know, it, it's not that simple. I'll, I'll just do that manually, but it's like, okay, I still need to do something. Like if I'm going to host for them, then they're... Uh, I need a place to host their files, ta- um, getting them to point their domain at where the files are hosted, SSL, anything that they're currently doing, uh, I need to be able to I need to be able to replace. So um, there's some things there to think through, but that doesn't preclude me from talking to people. So I'm gonna go do that first and get a sense of what's happening. Right. But ultimately, like I'm really looking at trying to say, okay, how can I begin doing this manually immediately? Um, and doing the least amount of dev work possible to get it into a place where it can be hosted. Um, I have some friends that are, you know, I'm actually very interested in uh, contracting people to do some of this development work for me um, and just focusing on reaching out to people and talking to people. Nice. Um, Yeah, exactly. Now that you've proven that it can be done, mm -hmm. it's easier to, to outsource it, right? Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I, I need to figure out um, what the like what the immediate next step dev wise is. Because if I let's say I find my first customer and someone says, "Hell yeah, let's get this done," I'll have to take that uh, that process and turn it into something. And it's fine if it's all manual for the first while, because you know it's it's a, just a setup thing. You set the domain up once and you're done. Right. Um, but you know, part of what I'm really hoping to do is I don't want to do any. I don't want to run a hosting company. That's not my goal. I would much rather use a dev-enabled hosting company and have it run through that. So, you know, if it, if it ends up being Vercel or something else, it's like as long as I can get the stuff from here into Vercel programmatically, then we're, we're, we're good. Um, so, yeah, there's some, like, things to think about there, but I'm not even really that focused on it. I know they exist. It's just talking to people. Okay. And, like, what, what are your big your big mom test questions like your product or market risk that you're trying to to answer yeah okay so the first ones are i need to understand why their cms has reached the size that it has so like what is it that they are doing that's causing their cms to balloon um why why do you need to know that i want to know that because it helps me to understand a few things one it'll be like if there is a common thread between these people like if like it'd be the difference between user generated content and i don't know like an info site or something like that i feel like that helps me better understand like okay how quickly is your site growing what's causing your site to grow um it helps me understand like okay how can i reach these people how can i lace a common thread between people who are having this problem um, that's kind of my first. Interest. So it's it's like it helps you define who your customer is and where you're going to yeah. find them. And, mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and how how to talk to them and that kind of thing. Um, other questions I have are things like you know they're more around like Webflow usage. Like how are you using Webflow today? Are you publishing new? Like how often are you making design changes versus CMS changes? How is stuff making it into the CMS? I mean, that kind of falls into the, um, is it user-generated content? How does that work? Um, because part of what I'm interested in as well is the um, Webflow forms. 
So if it is user generated, well, okay, backing up, like the, the idea is if it's user generated content and it's coming from a Webflow forum, um, that means they're making use of another part of Webflow that I'll have to replicate. Right. So I have to understand if that's something I'm going to have to build or if it's something that I can put off. Because if they're using something else and they're not using Webflow forms or whatever else, hey, that's great. That means that there's just, just one less thing that I can build before I go to market. Um, and then other things I'm interested in as, well, in, in as well is, are you using any other like Webflow, not Webflow adjacent, but like, are you using any tools or products that integrate with Webflow? Things like JetBoost um, and other, other, uh, other things. Right. Because that's gonna be a tricky hurdle to cross um, because I can't really make that, I don't know if I can make that work um, there are some JetBoost things that just won't work <laughs> or that are going to be very difficult to make work. Um, I haven't, I need to buy JetBoost. I've, I've gone through the signup and um, I understand, I, at least I think I understand how some of it works. Like I know that JetBoost has a, um, like a CMS exp expiry functionality. Um, which will obviously not work <laughs> if uh, if I have my own version of the CMS. Um, but if they're using, let's say they're just using pagination, for example, it stands to reason it should work um, on my site as long as you know JetBoost is activated, right? Uh, or you know you're paying for it. So yeah, um, there's a couple questions there of just like you know, can I? If you're a person who's hitting this limit and you are going to use another hosting provider, what uh, what's going to stand between? you know, where you are now and making that happen. Um, and then I think everything else is really just understanding how are you using Webflow and how quickly is this a problem? What steps have you taken to solve this problem? What have you, how have you searched? Where have you searched? Um, how have you tried to overcome it? Um, and what, you know, what will you do when you hit this? What, what are you planning to do? Do you have a plan at all for when you hit the cap? Okay. And what are you gonna do to test to test commitment. Yeah. Okay. So this is the thing that I am taking a leaf out of the book for. <laughs> so I don't. What I don't want to do, or at least what Rob recommends to not do, is to be very careful about interviewing somebody versus pitching them on the thing that you're interviewing on. So at least right now, I'm okay with telling people. The 10k limit is something I'm interested in, and I'm seeing if it's possible to get a, get around it. But the emphasis here is for me to understand, like you know, heavy users of the Webflow CMS. What are you doing? Um, okay, so that's the context of the interview. Th that's what. Yeah, that's that's how I want to how I want to phrase it. Well, even that, like, so the problem is that I uh, to get people to talk to me, I don't just want to be like, this is all about me. Because I have a feeling that people aren't going to want to be aren't going to be that responsive to be like, oh, I'll help up, help up Matt. Like I'd much rather say like, maybe it's a positioning thing of like, I know that you have this problem, and this is actually a problem I'm seeking to solve. Will you talk to me about how you use Webflow? Yeah, I think that that's okay. Like, yeah. like you're not you're not trying to sell them. Mm -hmm. You're 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 saying like, for anybody who's getting close to the ten thousand limit, like, I'm working on a solution. Mm -hmm. But I need to talk to people to make sure that my solution like will meet all their needs. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think anybody who's getting close to the limit wants a solution. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. So 
I want to start with that. I just want to make sure that I'm not... Well, the thing that Rob talks about in the mom test is making sure that you don't pollute a, an interview as a sales call. Right. And it's like, oh, but if they, if they, are, if they seem crazy interested, then he kind of has an aside of like, what you know it's like how do we exchange it's like what are you giving up is it or, sorry what what are what is the interviewee or the person who would be buying giving up is it reputation is it money is it time like what what is it and i have to i haven't yet thought that through like how to how to get how to position it so that people will speak with me i i've kind of been hoping that <laughs> i've been secretly hoping that this is such a hair on fire problem that people are like fuck yes i don't care he says he's gonna do something about the ten thousand limit i'll talk to him uh, anything just help me yeah i mean i th- i think it is i think i mean that's my gut mm-hmm. but i think yeah i think just coming out with that will will be enough to, for people to say yes I, i'd like to talk to you like okay yeah you're you're gonna solve that problem because i i see that problem coming like it's i see it, mm-hmm. it it's coming and i don't have a solution for it okay. so you say you're working on a solution it's like yeah yeah i want to be first in line <laughs> i'll talk to you okay but but i agree like you don't want to start selling you know like, well here sign this uh, this letter of intent and uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and put this cash down and no no, no like, you're not doing a sale like yeah i would much rather um speak with people understand their business understand what they're doing how close they are what's happening here and then use that as the means to like then craft what the offer is, um, because price here is a big if that I have, um, and I want to use this as a chance to also explore potential pricing. Not necessarily like would you pay a hundred dollars? Would you pay two hundred dollars? It's more like okay, what are what is your business? Like, are you making real money? Are you just taking user submissions and you're not charging anything? Like, what's a tenable price that I can begin charging? Yeah. Yeah, and things like tell me about your business, like I think is very in- really interesting. Like one of the things that I stumbled on recently was that, you know, like Airtable, one of the only pricings for Airtable only supports 10,000 entries. So like if they're using a non-enterprise version of Airtable, this 10,000 entry thing could be difficult, even with Power Importer, it'd be tricky. So yeah, I'm interested to know like, how are they using, you know, what does their stack look like today? What are they, how are they using Webflow? How are they interacting with it? That sort of thing. That's really interesting. It's it. I'm excited. Yeah, me too. Me too. I want, I want to go out and talk to them. <laughs> We're actively recruiting. <laughs> um, no, I was rewatching. Um, uh, it, it's like a super quick, like ten or eleven minute uh, microconf recorded thing from like 2015 or something with Jordan Gall, uh, the founder of Carthook, and he talks about how they marketed, uh, how they went out and did prospecting for Carthook, and. It was exactly basically what I had in mind of going out and paying like builtwith.com to generate some Webflow um, uh, sites that have been built with Webflow and then figuring out like, okay, how can I then take that data and do something to get an idea of like how big the site is and then using that as a means of emailing people and saying, hey, what's up? And, And he kind of used, he was using a lot of offshoring, Odesk and a few other things. But like anything to create like a prospecting list of people that I can begin reaching out to cold and just saying, hey, you're built with Webflow. I see this as a problem. Do you want to talk about it? Um, I mean, that's more interesting for sales, I think, because like it, the whole point is to generate revenue then. But yeah. Did you buy a domain name? I have not. I, okay. the, the, <laughs> I'm trying not to name it 
and I'm trying not to pop up a landing page until it's absolutely necessary. Okay. And, and I feel like at this point, like spinning up a landing page would be a distraction. I need to talk to more people before I before I commit to doing the work. Um, I have a couple domains that I've just been, you know, <laughs> that I bought over the years. <laughs> <laughs> I've got one that I think could be interesting, but yeah. Okay. So. No, because because that's one approach is to have a landing page, mm-hmm. and then go in a in a forum or in a Slack channel and say, "Hey, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm working on a solution to solve the ten thousand limit, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm looking for some early beta testers. Like, you know, would you be willing to chat? Yeah, and find out if you're a good fit for. Like, it doesn't have to be a. a it could just be a a, a Google form like. At, at first yeah. it doesn't even actually have to be a domain name and a website yeah that's a good point it could just be something really simple I mean like ConvertKit comes with uh, really simple landing pages I use them for FBARs okay. so you can just like hook it up to your domain and be like it's just a form and then you put in an email and then it's a double opt-in to your um, to your email list yeah exactly and you could have like a, a Calendly in the second email yeah totally totally um, yeah, so I've got some I've got some work to do just around going in going to some of the like I've been bookmarking things for a while now of just like places to go check out things to read videos to watch and seeing if I can find people that because um, yeah because I think in in some of the forums I think it, it would be well received hmm. like maybe not the Webflow forums because you are sort of like stealing their customers <laughs> from the hosting plans. Well, that's not. But I, I know, I, I know, it's yeah. true. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't agree. I, I just think that like uh, the problem is Webflow is letting them go, right? Because exactly. people, they built a product people love. Like people want to continue using it. It's Webflow that's like you actually can't because we imposed a limit on you. Yeah, sorry. They're they're churning they're churning their own customers on purpose. No, you're right. You're right. But they might still see it as your. Yes, they, I don't know without question. <laughs> <laughs> but there's sure. some Slack communities, and that you, you know, it would be totally fair game to go in there and say, "Hey, I'm working on this solution. Like, mm. I'm looking for some early beta testers." Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I need to go on a watering hole kind of journey and go and find all these as many as I can and get entrenched and try to be helpful, but as well, yeah. like, throw it I out mean, there. I, I, def- I definitely have a few customers that I can reach out to. Mm. I know that they've expressed this concern about the ten thousand limit. And I could find out if they're willing to talk to you. Yeah, I, I think it might be time to pull the trigger on that now that I have now that I've got feasibility on my side, technical feasibility. Yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah. So I think uh, you know, in my you know schedule items list, I'm thinking about my weekly freelancing check-in of just making sure that I'm not doing too much. Um, I try to keep it to about 15, 16 hours a week. That's what I. It's kind of what I promised my client last week. I did twenty. Um, which is higher than I wanted, but not like a whole day, which is good. Um, so I'm still pleased with it. It's a little bit higher than I wanted, but I'm still pleased that the, the work hasn't taken over my life. So this week is a short week. Um, I typically dedicate a full day a week to the um, one undisturbed day to, um, to the project. Um, so that's typically a Thursday or a Friday. Um, so I'm still planning to do that this week. So I, there's just gonna be less hours. For my freelancing this week, yeah, yeah. So that's really it for like the highlights of of things. So yeah, I'm just kind of pumped now to go out and go into marketing mode and talking to people and, and that's yeah. 
Yeah, no, seriously. Like you, this is a this is a big milestone. Yeah, I'm. I mean, I was. I, I think that's why I had such a good weekend. Like I, I worked a little bit later on Friday night, and I was like, oh fuck yeah! And I was like, I just like <laughs> threw my hands up in celebration. I texted you. I texted my friends, and I was like, guys, you got to see this. And like they have no idea, no context <laughs> right. what I'm working on. And you just they just see two side by side screenshots, and they're like. I have no idea what I'm looking at, but I'm happy for you. <laughs> I'm happy you're happy. I guess Matt is selling T-shirts now. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Well, my bu- one of my buddies was like, "So is this like an e-commerce thing?" Like, like, no, man, it's way more meta. <laughs> so yeah, I, uh, I I was just so fucking happy that I hit them. I, I thought it was really it, it was like yeah, it was proving a thesis. Like it can be done. Yeah, which is super cool. I'm so pleased. That's awesome. So, what about you? How was you? How was last week? Yeah, it was good. It was uh, lots of coding. Mm. So I'm still. I, I'm. I'm also working a little bit on Power Importer because there's okay. this new feature I'm trying to implement. Mm-hmm. So, but I'm. I'm really trying to push member row so that I can. I can have something functional, like I, I want at the end of this week, like okay. at least. Mm-hmm. Last week I ended up changing the I had talked about the permissions where I had something ugly but sort of functional yeah. in the end I rewrote it all so oh, okay. so now now I've really simplified the permissions so it's, oh, nice. it's pretty clear it's like whether is this form for anonymous people to fill out or is it for members okay and if it's for members like is it just to add new records or can they actually update records they've created mm-hmm. so it's really it's it, it's it makes it a lot easier to understand like when you see it it's like it makes sense oh okay so so yeah so I, I finished that and then I started working on the JavaScript snippet that's going to go on the client's website okay um, that's that's going okay mm. um, I I had a I hung out with one of my friends on on Zoom one night last week and we were just like just you know, just chatting, talking shop, and <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's like he, he came up with some really good ideas that for some of the problems I was having, he he reintroduced me to petite view, petite with, <laughs> yeah, petite view. <laughs> so like I'm I'm a fan of the Alpine library, yeah, uh, because it's inspired by view, but it's much smaller and simpler, and mm-hmm. and but then petite, I I remember that the same person who created view created this petite view hmm. and uh and basically it's half the size of alpine like it's Holy like shit. i know he was like you know what i can do better than this so so he really took a lot of uh a lot of the power that's in view but he really simplified it so it's like alpine it's very simple uh, there's no virtual dom it's like it's the changes are directly made in the dom okay so that's a lot less complexity in code. Is there performance? So like I am not even like I don't even know what DOM stands for. I know what it is, <laughs> but I like yeah. So like if you're not modifying a virtual DOM and you're modifying the actual DOM, I guess would that be a performance? Well, I guess if you're doing a lot of updates to the DOM, that would be a performance problem. Yeah, I don't know if it's a performance problem, but it's definitely like uh there's less code like you don't have to manage this whole virtual dom like okay you can hold stuff directly in the existing dom and um 
so yes, I don't know about performance, uh, but what I really like is just the fact that it's it's simple, it's uh, it's really lightweight, and it's better than Alpine for my use case because you can load Petite View and then you can you can tell it to automatically mount itself to any node that it finds this special attribute on. Mm-hmm. But you you could disactivate that and instead manually mount it yourself. Huh. Which is which is what I need. Like I need to be able to to load it on the customer's website mm-hmm. and then tell the customer to use my attribute, like use this member row attribute mm-hmm. to identify that, you know, this is uh, this is a template that you want me to Oh, to loop through. That is right? that is actually sick for you. That yeah. is a really that's like a key um that's a that's a key use case for how you would be you would attach to their to their exactly. product. Exactly. That's so, actually sick. So they can add my attribute and but then use the other yeah. view attributes for the actual uh, mm-hmm. templating and logic. Oh. But the oh. mounting, I'll do myself. Like I'll be able yeah. to manually mm-hmm. scan the whole DOM, mount, oh, mount the components on everything, and that's some uh, that's some JetBoost level shit right there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I went through just to give some context. I went through the JetBoost onboarding experience, and Chris deserves like a Nobel Prize. Like this is like the <laughs> nicest onboarding user experience I've ever seen. It's incredible. And now granted, I haven't gone through uh, the power importer one yet, but it sounds like this, the way you, you way you've talked about like breaking things into steps, like it's, um, it's incredible. So like, yeah. and like you're putting these classes on like this is so smart. Oh man, but I can't wait to go through this. This is badass. Power importer has no confetti. It's like, it's really boring. <laughs> <laughs> it's nothing compared to jet boost. But still, either way, that's dope. That is so sick and simple uh, and yeah. simple. Like, oh man, that's nice. No, exactly. Like, so rediscovering that, like, it was like, oh yeah, I forgot about the TVO, but I, I'd never looked deeper into it because mm-hmm. I was happy with Alpine. And, but now, when my friend mentioned it, I was like, yeah, I should go check it out. And I played around with it, and it's like, oh yeah, this is way better. This mm-hmm. is exactly what I need. Oh, I'll be able to mount it myself on everything. And, mm-hmm. Oh, that is so killer. That is yeah. so killer. Yeah, I, I love these talks I have of my friend once in a while. Like mm. like it it's nice it's nice to be able to talk shop with someone. Oh yeah. 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 I, I've been finding that too with um especially over the last year. It's been pretty isolating just at home. Like, you know, I'm I'm stuck in my own world. And it it plays a little bit as well with even freelancing, like I'm questioning a lot of the decisions that I'm making because I'm like, oh, what's the what are the other developers going to think of me? Like, oh, I didn't <laughs> automate this deployment. Like, oh, are they going to be mad? It's like I don't give a shit. Like, stop caring. Like, you, right. it's like I'm losing confidence in my I'm losing perspective in my ability to make decisions. So yeah, it, yeah, man, talking tech shop with people is so nice. Yeah, exactly. Like our our weekly talk is a lot more about business. Yeah, uh, but with my friend, it's a lot more like the tech stack mm-hmm. like, and the back end and, and the JavaScript and front end. Cool. I also shared all my my pains with turbo streams, <laughs> the whole hot wire library, the things that I don't like about it. Mm. So I explained a bit more how turbo streams works and in the end <laughs> my friend says, Yeah, that that sucks. I don't <laughs> I, I don't want to use that either. <laughs> 
and then he told me what he built which is pretty cool like he built he built his own framework for his business okay and uh yeah it's like it's it's the way TurboStream should have been implemented really mm. it's pretty it's a pretty clever way yeah so that was a great chat and also we also talked about db schemas because i was i was like i wanted i didn't like the idea of putting all the my my customers customers all in one table okay right because basically I, i'm using this framework that i bought right the mm-hmm. the jumpstart rails yep. and it supports multi-tenancy but it does it all in one database. Yeah. So it's like giving things in one database and basically there's an account ID that determines which tenant it is. Uh, but that that doesn't work well for for this setup that I want to do. Like, okay. So I was thinking, oh, if there'd be a way for me, I don't know, to, like, to create a schema, to put all the, that that customer's, all the, the signups to his website, like would go in, in, in its own schema. Right. Uh, so yes, but then in the end, it's like because I'm using Rails, it becomes complicated. Like Rails has this whole way of managing migrations. So then it's like, what would I have to run all the migrations on all the schemas all the time? Yeah, you would probably. And yeah, in the end, I'm just like, okay, this is getting too complicated. I gotta stay, stay on target, right? Like, mm. I can always migrate in the future. So like right now, I'm just putting them all in one table. Okay. So yeah, so. I started working on that, like the back end for that. Mm. And then the other thing I was trying to, in Rails, I'm using Devise, which is this nice component that manages all the authentication for a site. Yeah, you've talked about this before, yeah. Yeah, so it's it's great. Like it does all the login, registration, forgot mm-hmm. your password. Uh, oh, even yeah. It will even do confirmation links if you want people to confirm their emails before they can continue. This That bit of functionality in and of itself is such a great reason to use a, a yeah, starter. Like, exactly. I, how many fucking times have I written that? Like, yeah. oh my God. Yeah, well, that's it. But now the problem is I'm using device for my member row customers, mm-hmm. but then I'm trying to find a way to use device for their customers, right? That are going to sign up through member row. Mm. And that I haven't figured out how to do it like i i tried uh but the problem is it's like i don't know like when you use device you know it's it's easy when it's your own website because you just say okay my website has users Mm -hmm. so i just use device to generate all that boilerplate for users Mm -hmm. and then i could say oh and i have an admin so then i could do it again for admins Mm -hmm. so admins can sign in to the administration dashboard Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're they're different than users, right? But the problem is like you do this like when you're coding. But now for my customers, it's going to be dynamic. Like a customer signs up for member row, hooks up their Airtable, and then they tell me, okay, uh, this is a job board. So there are employers and there are job seekers. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't figure out how how I'd be able to do that runtime to like. Oh, I see like what you mean. Use device to manage their employers and yeah, the, and yeah they're like seekers. dynamic roles, basically. Yeah, mm. it's like mm. yeah, because it's not code generation. It's mm. like it's it's just dynamically mounting it for that account as yeah. two different things. Okay, for you it's employers and it's job seekers. Mm-hmm. For somewhere else, it's going to be buyers and sellers. Mm-hmm. 
and another side it'll just be members that's all it's just yeah yeah because you want to be able to say like i am a i am an admin i'm like a super user effectively for the account i can create I, I can manage everything myself for my given account, including my users. And then you want to be able to say, I create a role called job seeker and I create another role called job poster. Yeah. And when a job poster logs in, they see one experience or they have access to these API endpoints by virtue of their role and exactly. versus a job seeker sees another experience and it has other permissions. Exactly. They have access to different forms. Mm-hmm. And they have different access to different to different parts of the site. Yeah, but it's yeah. all it's all it's all dynamic, right? It's it's all super dynamic. Yeah, yeah. it depends on the customer. It depends on what tables they have in their air table. Mm. Yeah, Ooh. I know. I I really tried. I really tried to to, to set up the vise. Try yeah. to find a way to load it dynamically, um, but it doesn't seem doesn't seem to work for. Mm. This is just a question, but like, does the um, does the starter not have anything that takes care of this? Well, the starter uses device, but it uses it for 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 users. Okay. So basically, it has this notion of accounts, mm-hmm. and that's where the multi-tenancy is done. It's, mm-hmm. it's done per account, mm-hmm. and then an account has users. Mm-hmm. So they use device for the users. Right. Um. But but now like once one of my member row users mm-hmm. sets up member row on their site, like they have their own users now. Yeah. And like we said, they, they they could have more than one role. They could have more than like if it was just users, then yeah, I could I could set up a mount device as like a users of a user. <laughs> yeah. You know, and and it would be fine. But it's because they could have multiple different user roles. Yeah. Yeah. This is like, I used to work for a company called AppDirect. I mean, like this is like where I'm going with this is it's organizations. It's like every time a user creates something, they have an organization. Organizations have user, have, have, have a bunch of users and those users have different permissions. They have different roles. They have all these different experiences and it's up to the owner of the organization to assign the correct role to the right person. And then they will have the correct experience or the right permissions in order to operate. And you're going to have a ton of these organizations because every time somebody pays for member row, they get their own organization for which they manage all of their users. Yeah, but but it's but it's nothing compared to member row the the SaaS, right? Mm-hmm. You yep. know, because like GitHub is a good example of a multi multi tenant mm-hmm. like SaaS. Like you have users, like you you can just create an account and have your own private repos, mm-hmm. or you could be an organization. And then the organization has employees that have accounts, but all those accounts are GitHub accounts. That's right. But they're all, they're all there to to check out repos and mm-hmm. to check in code. Yeah. In my case, that's not it. Like, yeah, I have member row customers, and they can have accounts and they can have multiple users in one account. But but then they create a site that they integrate member row in, mm-hmm. and that site has users but they're not they're not member role users like they're oh i see what you mean like they're they're not going to log into member role and go update the account or the credit card information or the they're going right. to log into someone's golang job board uh-huh. and they're golang job board users 
So when someone, so how does that how does that work exactly? Because like oh, so I think I see what you mean. So it's like you you as like a, a method of authentication, you have a you have a list of all of these users that you know about, and but then the site itself that needs to secure itself, they have a totally separate list of users that they understand. Yeah, exactly. Right. So the problem is that when they sign in, they sign into Membero, but you're just handling the authentication portion. Um, if they, if you want a coherent experience, maybe you would return an ID or external ID back to them and be like, "This is this is the ID of the person who logged in." And then, on the Webflow side, for example, they would say, "Oh, I know what that ID is. It's Matt. This is what Matt needs to see." Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Fuck. And then, and then when Matt <laughs> clicks on a form, they could, yeah, remember was gonna check. Does that does Matt have permission to yep. use this form? And yeah. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Like I, I'm try, I, I guess in my mind, I'm trying to um, relate this to how I understand like using Okta or Auth0 or some like registration authority because like they will those registration authorities will authenticate you and they will give you back a role that you have that 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 is assigned to you through them and then it's up to you to validate that role effectively or that user depending on what you're trying to do um but like yeah your organizational ties your role anything like that you would validate on your side so you'd be like oh yeah i know this is a developer role matt can access this endpoint yeah. um but this is yeah oh, jesus oh, well, that's it. i mean off, is off zero is a good example right like as a developer you create an off zero account mm-hmm. and maybe even every developer you're in your organization has a different off zero like mm-hmm. username password to yeah. to manage the account so to go change to to regenerate the api keys or whatever mm-hmm. but then when you integrate off zero on your other site it's like those those people that sign up are don't have access to your off zero developer account right That's like right. they don't yeah. they can't go and change see your invoices and mm-hmm. it's like it's yeah. So that's the problem. It's like I need I need a completely different space for the customer's data. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm starting. I get the uh, I get the complexity now. And I, I I was hoping that I could just find a way to dynamically load device for di- like at runtime. Just okay. You have you've defined two member roles. Uh, I've just set up device for those two member roles dynamically, mm. and then yeah, then automatically those roles can register, log in reset their passwords confirm their emails but i so the, long story short i tried and i gave up oh, <laughs> and now i'm just fucking rewriting all this off logic myself okay. <laughs> out, of, out of curiosity like is there a pro version of device that might handle this for you that you could just buy no damn okay well, <laughs> i tried no, it's, fully, it's fully open source okay it's self-hosted fair enough damn it <laughs> Yeah, and it's and it's weird because the, you would think like this framework that I bought that has multi-tenancy would fit the bill, but yeah. but it doesn't. Hmm. This oh. is a very weird case that I have. Hmm. Could you ask them to build it? Could <laughs> 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 you raise a, a GitHub issue and be like, um, why does yeah. it do this? <laughs> I mean, I guess I I mean I would have to find a device developer. Go ask. So, someone that's a, a contributor to device and, and just ask them like hey um, you know is there a way for me to dynamically mount device for dynamic roles at runtime mm. 
So that actually sounds like a very meaningful, useful improvement to the project, to the open source project. Yeah, unless no one has ever had this because I'm just too weird. <laughs> I'm just building something weird. But anyways, weird. it's like I'm I'm more than halfway done. Yeah. Okay. You know, I have the I have the the salted and hashed password and mm-hmm. and the encrypted tokens for the reset password or confirm password uh, confirm email like so I got all that stuff like at least rails has has stuff built in for that so yeah. so it's not that hard yeah I, I imagine that it'll be you'll be focusing or you you'll have the ability to focus just on the logic that handles like that specific part because you'll have a ton of ecosystem components that you can just say like oh i handle this and i handle this i handle the hashing i handle this and this like it yeah it's yeah exactly it's yeah makes that's it in the end i just gave up because i knew it's it's not that big of a you know Mm -hmm. it's not rocket science yeah yeah it's just not very it doesn't sound very fun (laughs) yeah no exactly and it sucks because like device is so easy to use and I use it for all my projects and it yeah. was like yeah you take it for granted like, <laughs> I think I, I could just mount it dynamically for each role and well alas no better luck next time yeah yeah I, that's another conversation I had with my friend like like how much how much time can I dedicate to these rabbit holes like right like like often you know with turbo streams like just or turbo frames or things that don't work and it's like how deep do i want to go like do how much time can i dedicate to like just go read the source code and figure out how it works and really understand it inside out like often i'm just like no i can't spend time on that because i need to i need to deliver code like i need to deliver i want to build this mvp and like i don't need to understand how it works like i'll just throw code until it works and okay it it works let's move on Mm -hmm. But uh, I wish, like, I wish I had more time. Yeah, that's such a good question. It's been on my mind as well, too. I've been thinking a lot lately about that um, that quote of, like, you have to know the rules so you can break the rules. And it's like, I know the rules from how much code I've written in the past and what I've been able to do. And I've been breaking the rules quite a lot of, like, (laughs) doing things that I know aren't great. But at the same time, it's like, how do you how do you justify saying like, well, this is a genuine quality thing that I should do versus like, there's a good chance that this code's going to get thrown away. So why would I spend and waste the time to do this? Like, what is, well, I, I'm asking this in the context of my freelancing work, because it's like, I have to make the decision for the client. I'm not going to ask the client like, oh, how do you feel about me investing in these tests? He's going to be like, what the fuck? Like, what is a test? Right. I, like, it's not... So I'm, I want to like, yeah, how deep do you go? Like, yeah. Yeah. No, like, like, yeah. Unit tests and system tests are an example of something that I've, I've skipped. Mm-hmm. I skipped them for power importer and now I'm skipping them for member row. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I feel the pain. Like whenever I'm deploying for power importer, like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm spending more, more time testing things, making sure I didn't break, break stuff. Uh, but it allowed me to deliver more quickly. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and like, uh, and then there's the part of my brain that's like, I'm genuinely curious about a lot of this stuff. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, like it's it's like sometimes I would just like to to go down the rabbit hole. Like, 
look like just look at turbo and hot wire just look at the codes figure out how it works and mm. and understand why they built it that way and yeah yeah i love that stuff i fucking love it <laughs> <laughs> but if i just did that like <laughs> there'd be no one to to build the actual app yeah I keep thinking to myself, like, I was, I'm recalling back um, when, when Derek Grimer was talking about building, maybe it was even when he was building level, he was talking about, he was like, oh yeah, like I, the way I, he, he was saying something like, when I build this, I want to build it the way that I want to build it. And that means I want to write tests and I want to do those things. And I remember thinking at the time, like, but is quality code the most important thing? And it, it's funny because I keep asking myself that, like, is is quality this is like is going deep on this the most important thing is this the most important thing and like every time i ask myself that question the answer is no like <laughs> the engineering part of it is it's always no because i i'm i i know that i'm resourceful enough to be like well if something breaks i know i can fix it so going right. deep on it like it's a nice to have not a must have but yeah exactly but there's also more to life than money there's more to life than than just going fast like you know doing things you enjoy is also a thing so I don't know. I mean, I don't hate myself for skipping a lot of this stuff, but at the same time, it's like, oh, it'd be really nice though. Yeah. <laughs> and I could learn more. Learning more is a lot of fun. No, exactly. I, I mean, I, that's it. It's, I love this craft. Like, yeah, so I, yeah. I want to do it properly. And, mm -hmm. but, but I also love, you know, shipping products <laughs> and actually talking to customers who are using your product and yeah. improving it and seeing that you're creating value for someone totally who someone who doesn't give a shit that i have unit tests or not <laughs> exactly exactly yeah i guess one like one interesting side effect of this is if you ever had a spare afternoon and you had nothing to do you have like an incredibly huge backlog of stuff that you could go investigate Right. Well, I could go look at device and see how it works. But I mean, I guess at that point, it's like, yeah, but the solution I have is already in place. So me going in and understanding how device works is like kind of beating a dead horse. Like It just doesn't really matter. Yeah. These are all really good philosophical questions. Mm. <laughs> like, I, I like the, the philosophy of Ikigai, where, you know, you, you find this purpose and, mm. and there's no concept of retiring. Like, you, no, you're not going to retire. Like, just because you love doing this you just you keep doing it every day and mm -hmm. and i i like that idea like i i don't want to retire i, I want to be like warren buffett and still be still be working when i'm 85 yeah of course i only want to work on the fun stuff at that point <laughs> yes <laughs> so like so now like i'm, I'm trying to think because I, I almost do that now. Like I do work on the stuff that I enjoy, mm -hmm. but there's some stuff that I'm neglecting, like marketing and mm -hmm. and sales that I should be doing more. So, so maybe I should like set an amount of t of time that I'm willing to work. But in the sense, like the definition of work is stuff that I would rather that I would outsource to someone else if I could. Mm -hmm. It's like stuff that I don't really want to be doing, but if I if I had the budget or I had found the perfect person, I would outsource in a minute. Like, mm -hmm. Yeah. But the other stuff, the exploring the code and the, the, you know, making architecture decisions and that's, yeah, reverse engineering other people's stuff. <laughs> like, I love that. that mm -hmm. I, 
I just want to be doing that every day. Yeah. Or like when I was chatting with my friend and he's telling me this whole JavaScript framework that he built like for their product. It's like, yeah, that sounds so fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> right? like, like that's the only times when I'm there. Yeah, that would be nice to have a full-time job. You know, you have, you have job security, but you only have to do cool stuff like that all day long. Mm-hmm. But I know from experience that that's not the majority of the time. Yeah. <laughs> that lasts a few months and then, okay, now we're going to do some bug fixing. Yeah. And yeah there's we're just do some documentation. Chop wood. <laughs> you got wood to chop, baby. Get to it. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. Or we'll do some shred reporting. Oh, yes. <laughs> triggered. Instantly triggered. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I guess that's it. Like we, the nice, the nice thing is that we have the power to choose. Uh, if there is something that was like undeniably cool and you wanted to take the afternoon and do it, you could. And at least where I'm at now, I I'm okay with making calls like that. I just want to make sure that if I'm running from something, that I'm aware of it. So it's like right. there's something big and scary over there, and I don't want to do it. And I'm going to spend <laughs> I'm going to spend the, the afternoon doing something totally unproductive in the name of fun because I'm scared of that thing. It's like that's okay, that's all right as long as you're aware of it. Right. Because yeah, I just I just like even now I'm I was saying to myself this morning like oh I should probably reread the mom test really quickly and like try to key in on something. And I was thinking like oh actually deploy I should pick up deploy empathy again and read that chapter. And then I was like, oh, and I should think about this. And it's like, actually, what you should do is go talk to people and don't fucking worry about reading books. Yeah. Like, <laughs> just like catching yourself of like, oh, it's fear. You're, you're yeah, just, exactly. You're just afraid. Yeah. Like, and that's all right. It's always easy to camouflage something as research. Or yeah. Oh, yes. Preparation. Absolutely. Because, yeah, I think you, I think like, you know, just in being kind to yourself, like, you know, you work very hard on what you do and there is a lot of wood to chop that you don't want to chop but uh, you also work for yourself and you get to call the shots so being able to take time and dig in on something that could be fun and really interesting and and, and stimulating like I think you you could do that I don't think yeah, you, it doesn't seem like you're running from things <laughs> at least not right no. now well I mean I, I, I definitely am for the marketing <laughs> it, I have stuff that's on my to-do list that's been there for like, I think a hundred days mm. still not being done Right now, the excuse is, oh, well, I'm building Memberro. And mm. the, the reason I'm building Memberro now is because of the synergy we'll have with Power Importer right. and the marketing efforts that I can, the marketing plans that I have. But, uh, yeah. Well, maybe take it back to what do you think the most important thing you can be doing right now is, or should be doing? Well, should is a, is a bad word. What do you think for, the most important thing you could be doing is? For marketing? For anything. Well, I think it's to, yeah, I think it is to finish Memberro. Yeah. But I should be finishing it sooner. <laughs> wow. Because, <laughs> like, really, you know, I just need an MVP to put in the hands of people. Like, I have some people mm-hmm. that I've talked to that they would like to start using it now. Mm-hmm. And also, I, I just need the function, like a subset of the functionality. Yeah. Like, I just need that for the first version, just so that I can show examples of, you know here's a site built with memberro power importer airtable and webflow and to see how it all goes together and then i can start 
marketing those ideas. Like that's how you'd build a, a job board using this stack. And this is how you'd build a marketplace, mm. etc. I think last week I said I'd be finished in in a week. <laughs> yeah, you, I think you said Friday you'd have some, yeah. something. And now I feel like I'm going to say it again. <laughs> It'll be done in a week. <laughs> well, okay. I think to be to be fair though, like your you hit a landmine uh, and that derailed you. So is it fair to say that 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 landmine? Now that you've fleshed it out, you understand the problem. Do you think you like are the I have so many questions. Like, uh, was it? I guess it was an unknown unknown at the time. Like, you 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 didn't know it was there and you hit it. So now you've corrected it, and assuming there are no more unknown unknowns, you seem reasonably confident that Friday you could have an MVP again, or yeah. you can have the MVP. Yeah, I think so. No, that's it. Like, I really, I've already done the off parts that I need. You know, like people registering, mm-hmm. logging in. Um, I, I don't even need the reset password for the first version, right? Like realistically, yeah. you know. So, so yeah, and now it's just the the JavaScript, like the client side JavaScript, and that I already had a few working prototypes. So it's just uh, I started re-looking at the code again to remember how I did it. <laughs> yeah, and now I just need to add a little dash of petite view, yeah. a little sprinkle. <laughs> Yeah, like the salt bay. Yeah, <laughs> gonna salt bay that JS in there, and you're all set. Yeah, it's gonna be beautiful. Cool. I might add some confetti. Oh, look at you! <laughs> One confetti, and <laughs> enough that it's confusing when it appears. Yeah, what is that? Is that a burnt pixel? Yeah, exactly. You just want them to go up and like scratch at their monitor to have it disappear. Okay. <laughs> Um, yeah, because I think the reason that I was just pushing you just now was almost like my wife has been pushing me in the same way of I've been feeling very much like until I ship the thing on Friday of like, I should be moving faster. It's that stupid should. I yeah, hate that yeah. word. I should be doing this. I should be doing this. And it's like, how about no? <laughs> how about you're doing your best and you're setting a boundary with yourself to 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 deliver what you can when you can. So I'm just like, I heard should and I, I, I triggered myself with it and, I, <laughs> and I'm trying to talk you back from it to make, my own, to make myself feel better. No, you're right. Like, why does it feel so bad? Like, like you, you've, you feel like you're not moving fast enough, mm-hmm. but it's, it's just self-imposed. Like, yes. you know, I don't have people like, calling me saying, where's member row? I need member row. Mm-hmm. Which is maybe a problem. Why? why? <laughs> well, yeah. It's interesting. I think that because I've been doing thinking about this a lot for myself, and what I'm realizing is, I think having a sense of urgency isn't bad, but whipping yourself is, <laughs> and like feeling bad about the fact that it's not done or whatever. It's like, yeah, like turning it from a should to I'd really like, um, or re- at least realizing like oh, I'm doing that thing again where I guilt myself for not being arbitrarily faster. <laughs> yeah. And, and and to be honest, like I've been working through weekends. I mean, except for this weekend for mm-hmm. Thanksgiving. But every other weekend I've been working through the whole weekend and like it's it's unreasonable. If a boss was telling me to do this, I'd say, Go fuck yourself. <laughs> is it, God, we're this this is the ultimate paradox. Like yeah. we, we wouldn't I wouldn't say this shit to my worst enemy. But I say it to myself every day. It's like, Oh my yeah. god, why do we do this? 
Yeah, because if we were my boss, I'd tell him to get fucked. I said, fuck you, it's my weekend. Yeah, exactly. Meanwhile, just like, yeah, oh God, just whipping, just whipping ourselves. So I don't think you have anything to feel about. No, you're right. You're right. I need to enjoy the journey. Mm -hmm. Because isn't that the funny thing? Like my therapist told me this once of just like, you, he he was like, well, you're writing all this code. Like, are you having fun? Oh yeah, I love it. I'm having a great time. And he was like, I'm noticing that you take these things that you enjoy and you turn them into like a punishment. (laughs) It's like, oh yeah, you're right. How do I take something that I really like and just make it a toxic thing that burns me out? Not saying that's what you're doing, but I'm, that's, fuck, that's like Matt Gale. That's my modus operandi. Like, it's just, let's go, baby. We are weird creatures. Yeah, isn't it funny? Yeah. The other self-doubt I have these days is, is, you know, like at first I was interviewing a few people and then it was like, whoa, like this is, I'm really hitting a nerve. Like this is, this is something people need. You know, my gut, my gut was right. I'm just going to build this in two weeks and then start talking mm. to people again. But now it's been more than two weeks. Right. And now like I'm feeling, whoa, am I falling back in a trap now of just coding without talking to people? Like, mm. but realistically no, nothing changed like mm-hmm. it's still I still have the same gut feeling about it and it's just taking longer to code than i thought but mm-hmm. um it's, yeah fair enough fair enough do you think um if you needed to do you think that you could pull an interview like out of your hat like in an hour like i i, I don't know I'm, I'm just throwing it out there like because m- maybe that's a valid concern because talking to people consistently is a good idea do you think there's like a super low effort <laughs> interview that you could pull out of somewhere just to get one in this week to say you did it? Yeah, probably. I mean, I have a mailing list of signups. I could reach out to a few more people. Mm-hmm. Just to do one? like, even, right. And maybe even throwing out the blast in and of itself is a, is a, is a check mark. But like, because you can, you can address that fear, which like, is it valid or not? I mean, the market probably hasn't moved. <laughs> <laughs> in, yeah. in three weeks but you could alleviate that sense that uh, that doubt by conducting just one I mean why not yeah I mean I would I feel like I'm so close to just finishing <laughs> no I, I think that's fair it's like I just want to finish it yeah well at least the, the MVP yeah oh yeah, yeah of course um so maybe so let's say you accidentally hit another or you accidentally it'll always be an accident but let's say you do hit another landmine and you don't get to Friday do you think do you think you should do the same thing next week and continue to code? Or do you think, like, what do you, what do you think? That's a good question. I'm irritated at myself for even asking the question. So like, <laughs> I, I just, it's just like, Matt, shut up. Like, stop it. No, no, like, I, I I see what you're doing there. Yeah, no, no, you're right. Like, I, I think I like to be in denial about it. So no, no, no. I, if, if it takes an, another week, I'll take another week. Sure. But, uh, but how long can I keep that up? <laughs> no, but, but honestly, like I'm, I am very close. Like cool. it really, it really is close. It's, I just have to do the JavaScript and, uh, a few more little functionalities of like where to redirect after a form is submitted mm-hmm. or display a message. Yeah. Those use cases we talked about. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's simple. The hardest parts have been done. Cool. The authentication, the the form builder, those were the hardest parts. Okay. 
one week. Done. <laughs> I better get back to work. Yeah. <laughs> you're you're working at a totally reasonable pace. I'm just yeah. I. Yeah. So that's pretty much it for me. I I don't have anything else. I don't know anything else to share. Nope. Okay. That was that was my week. Sounds good. Okay, cool. Uh, I guess I'll catch you next week then. Yeah. All right. All right. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. God, I want to get some interviews in. Can't wait. Yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. I'll catch you next week. Okay. See ya. Later. <laughs>